0: So much fun, Um, and you guys just get to hear it, I get to say it, and you get to be bad at me, so that is going to be a good time. Here's the thing about relationships, is we all have them, you know, whether you want to or not, everybody in this room is in a relationship with someone, or multiple someones, whether it's, you know, well, not like that, we're not talking about (laughs) marriage today, people, this is just in general, a bunch of sickos. Man, Mike's got his work cut out for him the next two weeks with the marriage stuff based on that. Um, that wasn't even supposed to be funny. Um, you know, whether it's with a parent, a child, a coworker, uh, the mailman, you know, your, your coffee barista, what, what, we all have relationships with people. And relationships are a lot like shoes. We all have them. We have our favorites. We have the go-tos. We have ones we don't really like, but we wear them from time to time, and we have some we should probably get rid of. So you may walk out of here today and think, man, I need to get rid of that one. Um, Don't blame it on me, all right? You made that decision. So this is a three-week series on relationships. Today, we're we're just going to talk about relationships in general, not romantic love relationships, although the principles we're going to talk about today can work with that as well, but just in general. We all have relationships with people, and even if you feel like you're a relationship expert, I have news for you. You're not. None of us are. We we are, relationships are hard because they involve people and people stink. So, I mean, we all know this, uh, we we are, we mess up and we make mistakes. So let's kick this off today. We're going to start today we're going to talk about love. And again, not romantic love, just love in general. So I want to take a look, if you have your Bibles, open them up to the little book of 1 John which is all the way almost at the back of uh, the New Testament. We're going to look at 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 16, and we're going to take a look at what John says here. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. John just comes out of the gate swinging here. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. So what is God, what are we seeing here? What is it that John is saying? What is it that God is showing us? First of all, God says, love each other. All right, there's no way around that one, guys. And there are some people, and I'm sure, probably not in this room, but I'm sure there are some people that are hard to love in your life. Or maybe they are in this room. Loving is not easy. But here's the thing. God also says, hey, love comes from me. Love comes from God. I showed you what love is when I sent my son to die on a cross for you. That is love. So God showed love. It came from him. So we are to take the love God showed us and give it away to others. Now, in theory, that sounds easy. Until somebody wrongs you, until somebody does something that makes you mad, and then suddenly you're like, I'm not loving them. Mm-mm. Nope, you don't know what they did to me. You know, it reminds me, there was a song any, anybody big fan of Michael W. Smith? There's like seven of you, everyone under 20s, like who? Um, back in the late 80s, early 90s, I loved Michael W. Smith, and he was. He was, you know, before Air One and K-Love, I mean, he was the the biggest deal in Christian music. And he had a song called Give It Away, and there was a line in that. It was my favorite song on this one album of his. And it says, love isn't love until you give it away. Love is an action. Love is not something you, you hold on to. Love is something that you have to show someone or something else in order for that person to realize love. So you say, so love is the answer then. That's what you're saying. I just need to love. Well, yes, but, but no. Don't start with love. Start with God. So if your relationship with God isn't right, it is going to affect how you love other people. I promise you. If, if you have issues in your life and relationships And you have a lot of bad relationships What I would suggest you do Is go back to your relationship with God And see how's that going Am I spending time with God Am I spending time in his word Am I spending time praying Do I feel good about where I am with God Because if that relationship is broken Or there's something going on there It's going to affect how you How you treat other people And how you can love other people my granddad, been a pastor my whole life and, and most of his, used to always say this quote talking about other people, and this is what makes them hard to love. But if you want to know what someone is filled up with, when you bump into them, see what spills out. And so some of those people, that things that spill out we don't like, they're hard to love. But God doesn't say only love the ones that are lovable. God says that we're, we're to love everyone. And I think sometimes we get love and like confused. You don't have to like everybody. It's okay to not like someone who rubs you the wrong way, but you still have to respect them enough to love them because that's what God says we should do. That's what Jesus says. In the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus says, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. It's plain as day right there in red ink in the Gospel of John. And if you go back a couple of Gospels to Matthew, we're all familiar with this one. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, with, with all of everything. This is the first and greatest commandment. But he doesn't stop there. Jesus finishes with what? But also the second one, Love your neighbor as yourself. And Pastor Mike talked about this a few weeks ago. He said sometimes the reason that we can't love our neighbors and those around us like ourselves is because we don't love ourselves. But again, if you go back and you start with God and your relationship with God and you begin to look at yourself through the lens that God sees you, his child, it will make it easier to love yourself, which will make it easier to love those around you. We have to love ourselves in order to love our neighbor that way. So if God is first, it will trickle down to how we view ourselves and others. So all of that is sort of the intro in first. So let's talk about relationships today. Now that we've started with God and how we're supposed to love him first and then love others. Now when I say relationships, I don't mean just acquaintances, everybody that you may know their name or somebody that looks familiar. I'm talking about committed relationships with accountability. And like I said, we all have good ones. We all have bad ones. But how can we have a good one? Well, let's talk about love for a minute. What is love? Now, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians what love is. And usually that passage we tend to look at and and, and we view it As a romantic love You go to a wedding and more times than not Someone reads this passage of scripture Talking about love But I want to read it today And I want to look at it differently I don't want you to think of it as how you love your spouse I want you to look at this as anybody that's around you That you are in a relationship uh, with So turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Verses 4 through 8 This is what love is Paul says love is patience Okay, terrible at that one. Love is kind. Not real good at that one either. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is how Christ loves us. Remember, love comes from God. God is love. God showed us love by sending Jesus. If we think about that, and how we are shown love from the creator of the universe, it shouldn't be so hard for us to show love to others. So I want you to think about relationships, maybe it's a parent, a child, a friend, a best friend, a co-worker, someone in your group at church, think about a relationship and think, is, is this how I love them? Is this how I show love to them? Okay, I'm patient, and, and I'm kind, and, and you know, I, I do this and I do that, but you know I'm still holding that grudge from something they did three years ago to me. Still holding on to that, and I can't get over it. If God keeps no record of wrongs, why should we? And we do it all the time, because we're human. We're going to make mistakes. And also... If you look at the characteristics in 1 Corinthians 13, you see a list of things that we should look for in our relationships. But instead, we don't look for those qualities, patience and kindness. I mean, yeah, they're great, but what we look for is appearance. And is this person popular and fun to be around? And do they have money? And do they have that charisma? And are they funny? God doesn't love us because of those things. Why should we love others because of them? Think of someone in your life that's hard to love. Usually I can say that and immediately you think of someone. Someone that is hard for you to love. And I want you to work on that relationship. Because if you can show that person love, then you are doing exactly what God does for us every day by showing us love. Because we constantly turn our backs on him. We constantly make mistakes and are in need of forgiveness. And God just continues to do it and say, I love you, my child. So there's kind of four levels of relationships as I see it today. So we're going to look at these. There's a lot of level one relationships and very few level fours. And I'm going to explain why here in just a minute. Level one, this is your casual friend, okay? Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's somewhere you go often... Uh, you know, maybe you go to Palace Coffee all the time and, and you're familiar with the, the barista. You're friendly with each other, but you, you don't really share anything very personal. It's maybe a step up from just an, a casual acquaintance, but by no means have, have you had that, that moment where you're sharing personal things about your life with each other. All right? We have a ton of these, right? Whether it's a church, school, you know, for students wherever. Level two is what we call an active friend. Maybe you play golf together, pickleball. Maybe you have dinner, you know, your families have dinner every so often. Maybe these are fellow church members that you sit by or maybe you're in a group uh, with these people. This, This level of friendship is based on a common activity. Something that you do often, they are there, you begin to develop a relationship. And so, maybe there's a little bit more personal things going on there, but, but not a whole lot. You haven't really shared everything. And then level three, these are your true friends. We, we have some of these, but not a lot. The walls are starting to come down. There is some commitment here. If you don't see this person for a while, maybe, maybe you're checking on them. Funny story, and Matt's in the media room this morning. He's probably going to kill me for telling this story, but we've switched over to a, a new program of how we um, assign uh, volunteers in, you know, media room and uh, on the tech team and uh, here on stage in worship. And so there's been a few hiccups and uh, we're, we're, we're learning and, and everybody's being so gracious about it. Um, he's in the media room today and, and we got our wires crossed and he didn't realize it and I couldn't get a hold of him and I was starting to worry. So Matt, you are at least a level three true friend. He's getting real excited back there in the media room um, because I was concerned about you and I texted Matt and then I texted his wife. Um, And we were really starting to worry where he was. We have a relationship enough that I had to check on him because he wasn't here this morning. And then level four is what I lovingly call the murder friend. This is the one where if you told this person, I am so mad and I am going to kill so-and-so, this person doesn't try to talk you out of it. They say, hold on a minute, I'll get the shovel. We don't have very many of these types of friends. There's only a few. This is someone that you fully trust and they fully trust you. They know the skeletons that you have in your closet and you know theirs. And even though you know that, you still love each other. You've celebrated wins together. You've consoled each other in hard times and through grief. This is something that doesn't happen every day. So you probably don't have Many of these, if you have one at all. And why is that? It's because relationships take time. That's, that's why there's only four levels. You, you cannot go from a casual friend to a murder friend in three days. It, 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 it can't happen. And, and if it does, I would seriously think about getting away from that person if they're going to get a shovel for you because they're probably a serial killer. Relationships are a process. They do not happen and develop and and nourish overnight. It takes a long time. Relationships are built on trust and respect and love and a common interest. And if you rush through levels, something bad is going to happen. You know, young people do this all the time in dating relationships. We've, we've all done it. You think, this is the person. I mean, I know I'm 12, but this is who I'm going to marry. And that may be true. But you can't rush the relationship because they happen and they develop at their own, at their own pace. And if you rush that, it's not going to go well. Relationships take time but we rush them because we long to be loved and we want to be in a relationship with people. Well, why do we struggle with this? I think we struggle because our re- of our relationship with God, and I alluded to that earlier. You see, we have a hard time forgiving people when they wrong us. I mean, it, it is what it is. It, it is hard when we have been wrong, to look at that person and say, I forgive you. And a lot of times, we don't forgive people because I think we don't think God can forgive us. Like, you don't know what I've done. God, why would God love me? I turn my back on him all the time. I do this, and I even tell him, I'm not going to do that anymore, and then I do it again. Here's the thing. God can and will forgive you who he is right god is love and paul tells us that love keeps no record of wrongs he loves you but if you can't commit to god then you're going to have a hard time committing to someone else because if god is love and love comes from god then how do we share that with other people without without having a relationship with the source love you, you can't just have a casual relationship with God That it doesn't work he wants all of us all of us not just some casual is not acceptable to God it's not I mean if you think about it he created the universe he created us He created everything we see, everything we touch, taste, feel. Name a sense. He's created it. We can't just have a casual relationship. You know, those of you who have kids in the room, I don't think that fully helps us understand, but it does somewhat. If you have a child and you look at that child and you think they are the most beautiful thing that has ever been on this planet, And you you think they can do no wrong. I mean, you know they can. And and they do. But you still love them. And sometimes all it takes is that cute little look, you know, or something that they do. Amanda and I experience this with Sawyer all the time. I mean, she's still in the cute phase at five. And she can get away with murder sometimes just by saying, Daddy, I just love you so much. I'm like, okay, whatever you want. Guys, that's how God views us. We are his child, his creation. He is always ready and willing to forgive us. Always. But relationships, including with God, require love and communication. So being casual and only going to God in a crisis is not enough. You know, if you have a friend and the only time you contact them is when you're in trouble and need help, they're going to stop answering the phone. Because no one wants to be in that kind of relationship where they just give, 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 give. And hasn't God given us enough? He gave us Jesus. He gives us forgiveness all the time. He deserves more than a casual relationship. So first, if we're going to have good relationships, we need to fix our relationship with God once that's fixed then we can move on to others I think there's no more beautiful way to that shows us a picture of the relationship we have with God The communion hopefully you got one of these if you didn't you can head out there and and, and grab one there were people at the door church relationships are hard we all know this right they're hard we get wrong sometimes people betray us we want to turn around and walk away but to be like Jesus we have to do what he did and I want to read a scripture that shows us exactly what Jesus did again this is in 1 Corinthians It's chapter 11 verses 23 through 27 Paul says for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you And drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. So here in a few minutes, we're going to take the bread and eat it and and drink from the cup today. And I want you to think about what Jesus did on that night of the Last Supper. you've you've seen this we have shared these these on Facebook before Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him that night Jesus knew that later that night that that Peter was going to deny him and say no I don't know Jesus I never followed him he knew and yet he sat with them two along with with other sinners and shared this with them so if Jesus can sit with the people who betrayed him right before he dies and still willingly gave up his life for them what then should we do with the relationships in our lives is it time maybe to forgive someone is it time to to let go of what you're holding on to is it time to To show them the right kind of love that Paul lays out for us. Kindness and patience and not keeping records of wrongs, not envying, not boasting, just love, selfless love. We're going to have prayers come up here to the front. And before we take this this morning, I want you to just spend a few moments in quiet reflection, just alone. I don't want you to take this with anybody else today, just alone, just you and God. I want you to ask God to reveal to you where you need to be better in relationships. Don't focus on what someone else has done to you, just focus on yourself. And ask God to reveal how you can be a better friend, how you can be a better child, how you can be a better parent, coworker, spouse, whatever it is, he'll show you. And if we all will do that in our lives, the amount of change we will see in our community But let's make sure this relationship is right first. So I'm going to pray, and then I want you to spend a few moments um, quiet with God, reflecting. And then when you feel like the Lord leads, you can take this. Heavenly Father, thank you for relationships, even though sometimes they're hard. Thank you that you are love, and thank you for showing us that love. Father, help us to see the areas of our lives where we need to improve, the areas in our lives where uh, we, need to, we need to show people the kind of love that you have shown us. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Father, help us to sacrifice in our relationships. To show people the love you've shown us. Bless us today as we drink from the cup. Take from the body. In your precious name we pray. Amen. We're just going to keep the quiet music going for a few minutes. Be people up here, if you need to pray with them, you want someone to pray over you, to pray with you i'll be here as well just spend a moment in quiet reflection and then our worship team will will uh lead us in worship but trust god this morning put your faith